Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week sometimes and watch an episode of the classic 1992 sailor moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much jordan are you ready for this week's show uh yeah super ready i've been ready for i stayed ready for this week's show yeah there's a lot to talk about uh i look forward to discussing it is that is that all you're gonna say yes because i want to get into it but i think we should probably introduce our guest Fine, fine. If you want to, like, <laughs> like, thank you for doing your best to steal my joy. I guess. <laughs> uh, I, like I said, there's a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about, and to help us talk about it, we have invited a very special guest. Rebecca Ruland is here. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Hey, hey guys! Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, well, we are very excited to have you. <laughs> thank you for joining us for an episode that really gets to the true miracle romance of the show it really does do you want to do you want to do this already or i think feel like we should get through all the real introductions oh i feel like this is what i'm going to be doing for the next 90 minutes i don't know Mm -hmm. about you like i don't know what your plans are my plan is to rain on your parade but let's get to it when we get to the show rebecca (laughs) let's start with you what is your history with sailor moon well you know how you guys always talk about the show is for babies well i was definitely (laughs) that baby because I was born in 93, so I am also 25, wow. kind of like Sailor Moon. So I... Wow. Yeah, I know. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Sailor Moon's not 25, is she? Well, the show's 25. The show. Oh, the show. I guess the show okay. yeah. actually turned 26 this year. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Sailor Moon is like... No, she's much older. As is of she last 40? weekend, Sailor Moon turned 40. It was Sailor Moon's yeah, I was say, Lordy fuck, Lordy, 40. Serena's 40. Holy crap. 40 years old. She's older than I am. Damn it. Rude. Yeah, she's, right. she's my sister's no, age. It is. Fuck. Wow. All right. It's Sorry. 40 is not that old, Jordan. No. no I, but again, I... Well, first of all, when you look at... When you think of Sailor Moon, you don't think 40. I mean, we only know her as a very immature 15-year-old. <laughs> um, I don't know. I pay attention to the episodes about Neo Queen Serenity. <laughs> Yes, where she loses all personality and becomes completely, like, vapid. Sure. How dare you? (laughs) I'm sorry. We're talking about about the fact that we have a very young guest who began (laughs) watching the show as a baby. Yes. Please, tell us more. So I don't really remember it pre, like, late 90s, like, 98, 99. Like, maybe I did watch it. I, I honestly don't know. But... I remember it being on Toonami, like on Cartoon Network, because I remember seeing the bumpers for it and being like, what the hell is this show? It is so cool. And the music was cool. And I remember watching a couple of the episodes from the first season and really liking it. But I never, because I was young, I never like sat down and watched everything in order. It was always kind of like, oh, a random episode here, random episode there. And so Sailor Moon was always kind of like adjacent to everything. So your first encounter with Sailor Moon was uh, Tom the Toonami Robot. Oh, yeah. 
being mm-hmm. like, up next, Sailor Moon. Yep. She's really cool. Yep. <laughs> or whatever it was that he said. I bet we could find that. I bet we could find that bumper. Oh, they were the coolest bumpers. They were so cool. I love them. That's that's pretty fun. And it's crazy to think about a time when television was like that. I mean, it was most of my life, I suppose. So I, I definitely remember it. But it's funny that like people are so... I don't want to say spoiled, but they've been changed by the way television works now that it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not going to watch episode 47. Like, I haven't watched episodes one through 46. Like, I can't. And it's like, no, it used to be that's what's on. You watch it and you go, oh, cool. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm I'm now watching the Toonami Sailor Moon promo. And is it, so cool. is it Peter Cullen telling you about Sailor Moon? Is it the voice of Optimus Prime? I don't know. Maybe. But I just remember they were so cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is the voice of Optimus Prime saying, <laughs> "Get ready to be punished in the name of the moon." Wow, you're gonna have to weird. you're gonna have to like uh, record a clip and send it to Jake. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I am absolutely going to <laughs> gonna drop this into the old chat so you can enjoy it if you want. And uh, it is there's a collection. There's plenty of Toonami Sailor Moon content on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. So listen, I didn't watch Toonami. Yeah. Is it this guy who looks like Moltar that you're talking about? No, no, no. That that's that's Moltar. Oh, that is Moltar. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Moltar, my man. Because <laughs> it looked like him. I was like, well, that's even weirder that Moltar is talking to us about Sailor Moon. This is Tom the Toonami robot who was like a weird computer generated character with a nuclear symbol on his chest that was the kind of I guess on air host of Toonami in mm-hmm. 1998. Because that's that's when I started watching Sailor Moon. The difference, of course, being that I was 16. So. <laughs> Wait, but like. I I still want you to explain to me this Moltar thing. Why was Moltar introducing Sailor Moon? Well, because because Cartoon Network used the old Space Ghost footage. No, but this is a like, 3D rendered Moltar. We're a 3D rendered Moltar. Show Again, me what you're I, at. I don't know if we're talking about the same dude. I'm looking at the Sailor Moon Toonami commercial collection. Okay. And, and there is a computer graphic dude who looks like Moltar, like he's got like the... Oh, yeah, that's Moltar. So they did a, they were like, Moltar, we need to invest in Moltar. We need a 3D render of Moltar so he could talk about Sailor Moon and other things. Oh, yeah. Now I see this robot guy that you're talking about, though, too. It was a weird time. Yeah, they they used um, the Space Ghost footage for Cartoon Planet, which was one of the the early shows on Cartoon Network. Where it would oh, just yeah. Like, it was super funny. Moltar pulling levers to... And Brack would sing things, and it oh, was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Which which then, I believe, spun out of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I believe Space Ghost Coast to Coast was first. Yes. And then they were like, well, if we're already editing all this footage of Space Ghost, we might as well do something else with it. And then that became the thing where Moltar was kind of the de facto host of the afternoon block and then they moved to when they wanted to rebrand it with an edgy late 90s style that's when they introduced tom and toonami hey what if we would let rebecca talk a little bit no no well, you're uh, fine it was a weird time it yeah, was a weird is time all, this is all <laughs> educational for everyone yeah um but like i was saying so sailor moon was always kind of just adjacent to my life where i would just watch random episodes i had friends that liked it i remember playing you know sailor moon with my friends and you know, trying to be the scouts and be badasses. But it was really uh, late in college whenever Sailor Moon Crystal was coming out. It was like the end of me being in college. I was like, oh, I really miss Sailor Moon. I really want to watch it. And then Crystal happened. And that was not fun. And I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice that that happened when you were in college. I was 30. 
<laughs> so I'm going to go over here and crumble toast. <laughs> no, Just like that. Nephrite. I'm going to turn into glitter and ascend to heaven. No. But yeah, it was like end of college. And then after after Crystal, and I couldn't get through that because it was just rough. It was after I'd graduated, had my first job, was miserable, had a lot of just hated my job, lots of bad family stuff, people being sick and whatnot, that I just, I came home one day and I sat down and was like, I'm going to watch all of the Sailor Moon episodes in order and see all the seasons I never watched. Because I read the manga, but I had never actually watched all of the anime. So I sat down that night and watched like 10 episodes. And I'm almost finished. I've I'm stuck in super S. <laughs> I can't get through it. It's really rough. Oh, so you're you, uh, you must be farther ahead than we are, though, right? Yeah, just just a little bit further. It's it's tough. <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier today because, like the uh, the seasons are long, and if this was an American show, two hundred episodes of Sailor Moon would be ten seasons basically, and instead we only have five. Like that's I feel like it would be cooler if we had ten seasons. <laughs> you want more filler no that's less filler that's what it would be it would be less filler and more new plots i mean you think that jordan yeah. you think it would be less filler and more new plots well i guess new plots like alan and ann uh. <laughs> so never mind you're probably right yeah dog uh so did you in between that initial exposure on cartoon network and crystal like we, we've we all kind of had the experience here in the American audience of Sailor Moon just kind of went away for a while. Uh-huh. Did you seek it out in that period? Like, did you go and look for the manga? Did you go and look? Did you go and pay $40 for a VHS tape with three no, episodes on it? I, I, I did not have the money and I was not going to ask my parents for that. I, I read the manga in between. And like I said, it Sailor Moon has always just kind of been adjacent to my life. Like all my friends like it. Whenever I'd see Sailor Moon merchandise, I'd be like, oh, I really like that. It's cute. Or I would see that like art people have done and always like it. So it was just always over here to the left, just always waiting in the wings. How did you yeah. how did you get into uh, Sailor Biz? Well, actually, um, I went I was hanging out with Shannon. Oh, <laughs> whenever we first were becoming friends and we actually went on like a double date, her and her husband and mine, my husband. And she was playing Sailor Moon Drops. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is this game? What are you playing? I love Sailor Moon. And she, you know, I downloaded it. We played it like all night during dinner. <laughs> and yeah, it was great. And she started telling me about you guys. And my first instinct was two guys talking about Sailor Moon. I don't know about that. But Fair. I gave it a listen. Yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> you guys proved me wrong. I gave it a listen and I was like, oh, this is awesome. I love this. And then I just, I've been a fan ever since. Chris, that's what we should totally do one day. We should do uh, uh, an episode of Sailor Moon, a special episode where we we do the 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 thing that people are afraid sailor business is like we we like really like bro out <laughs> we like do the bro version <laughs> two two dudes just talking <laughs> sailor moon <laughs> yeah it would be great like yeah who's the hottest <laughs> we really look we really try not to <laughs> oh yeah no i within like the first 30 minutes it was like oh yeah this is nothing like i thought it was gonna be this is way better well, thank you. Thank yeah. You. Look, 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 I have said before, no one should like this show. <laughs> <laughs> no one should want this show where two dudes 
talk about Sailor Moon. There's a great show called Love and Justice out there that's all ladies. You should absolutely listen to it. Thank you for listening to this show that no one should like. <laughs> we try our best. I am okay. surprised. That, now, now, how did you meet Shannon? That's, that's of course, Sailor Business All-Star, Shannon Maynard. Yep, she's the best. Who you can hear on several really good podcasts, uh, including The Cool Kids Table and Kingdom Smarts. Uh, which are also edited by our producer, Jake Mason. Uh, but how did you meet Shannon? And how was Sailor Moon not like the first thing you talked about? Because it was definitely the first thing we talked about when I met Shannon. Um, I think it might have actually been whenever we met. So we have a lot of mutual friends. So we were bound to run into each other at some point. But her husband, David, had started becoming friends with my husband, Ryan. And we were at, I think it was AWA, which is a local like anime con in Atlanta. Oh, cool. The American Wrestling <laughs> Association, a defunct Minneapolis-based uh, professional wrestling. Doesn't sound promotion. right, but go ahead. <laughs> we were hanging out with him there, and I bought a Sailor Moon purse and was like buying a bunch of other Sailor Moon things. And he was like, oh, you should meet my wife, Shannon. She loves Sailor Moon. I think you guys would really get along. And then we ended up running into each other at a friend's party. And yeah, I think Sailor Moon was actually the first thing we talked about because I like was seeking her out to be like, who is this person that likes Sailor Moon? She's <laughs> going to be my friend. That's awesome. That is awesome. So who is your favorite Sailor Scout? I really have two, like one from when I was younger and then one now that I'm an adult. Sure. Growing up, Makoto, Sailor Jupiter, as a lot of people, she she's my favorite. I love her. Yeah. It was just really nice. And I know like a lot of people have talked about this before too, but I was a huge tomboy growing up and I really rejected and hated a lot of, you know, girly things like pink and certain things. But I also loved cooking. I did like playing with my Barbie dolls, but I had this turmoil because kind of with society, everything that was girly, you know, quote unquote, I perceived as weak and I didn't want to be weak. I wanted to be strong. And so Sailor Jupiter was kind of this, hey, she's kicking guys' asses the first time she shows up. Yeah. But she also likes to cook and, you know, loves romance and all this other stuff. So that was really nice to see at a young age of like, oh, you can be like that. That's fine. That's actually fun. That's great. Uh, yeah. So who is your, like, are you tall? I'm five, five and a half, five, six. So yep. not. You just not, make it. Not totally. <laughs> just barely. You got it. Yeah. So is Makoto still your favorite today? I still love her a lot, but I think Usagi is really my favorite yeah. as an adult. I love her. She's so good. Besides, you know, showing you that even if everything is kind of a mess and you're figuring it out, like you can still be successful, but also she just is so genuinely a good yeah. person and she doesn't meet a stranger. And I think that's just so great. Such a good trait. She's pretty great. Yeah, she's the bomb. So uh, how do you feel about her relationship with uh, Mamoru? Uh, <laughs> when I was younger, I loved it. I thought it was very romantic. But now I'm like, oh, he's he is in college. You are a child. How is nobody calling the police? This is very uncomfortable. Yeah, well, it's a good thing they don't remind you by like having him bring her to college parties oh, or anything. Gosh. Yeah, it's rough. And at this point, he just seems like resigned to the fact he's going to be with her. Like, none of that romance really feels like it's there right now. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it more next episode, especially. I oh, think. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then uh, how do you feel about Cookbook? Well, there's a reason I asked to be on this episode. (laughs) I love it. I never even considered it to be a thing until you guys brought it up on the show, but I am 100% down. I love it. I think it's very cute. Yeah, A lot of people seem to have not considered it until I considered it. (laughs) And then it now is I wonder why. (laughs) Maybe because it's not really there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I think you're wrong. And I think you picked a good episode to start some shit, Jordan. Yep. Uh, yes, I did. I agree with you. I think it's the perfect episode. Uh, do we have any other questions we need to ask? Oh, what do you think of Chibi? I really like her. She was very annoyed when I was younger, but oh yeah, she's she's great. She tries her best. I love her. She's just like a condensed Usagi with more attitude. All right, all right. Chibi, Chibi will grow on you. Mm-hmm. She, she again. I, she, like I said, she. So at this point, I'm. I went a full 360 on her. <laughs> And now I'm probably, I wouldn't say I went all the way back uh, the other 180 again, but maybe I'm like 90 degrees more than that. Maybe I've gone a full 450 on her. I think if this was the, 450 is only 90 more degrees. That's what I said. That's what I'm saying. Like I haven't. He's coming back around. You've gone to 360. Now you're like, now you're like just, you're pointing at three. You're pointing at three o'clock. Yeah. You're in the middle. Okay. Uh, I think if if S and Supers were the only thing we ever saw of Chibi, we'd like her just fine. Especially, no, I think if S was the only thing we saw of her, I would like her. And I think Super S is what brought me back to going, oh, Jesus, can we just forget about her for a while? Aww. <laughs> no, she is not among the many characters that are forgotten on this show. No, like no, Luna no, and Artemis not. and Diana. No, because sometimes again, I don't, I mean, you You said it's hard to get through. It is. It, I, I, I don't, I'm not invested in her Pegasus relationship. I'm sorry. Uh, Pegasus. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I understand it's more Pegasus than her, mm-hmm. but they're pretty linked right now. Yeah. They could have just kept Hotaru. They could have had their pastel yes. goth girlfriend relationship and just not had Pegasus. And that would have been fine. Absolutely. I would have, again, that was that season. She, she, that's the season where I did the 180. <laughs> anyway, enough, uh, enough math nonsense. Enough math nonsense. What do you say we get and talk about the episode? Yes, yes. <laughs> Alrighty. He Wait, any sailor business business? Oh. Nah, we'll talk about it later. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get into the episode. You know, I am not sure that I announced it at the top of the show, but we're going to be watching episode 147 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Destined Partners, Makoto's Innocence. Jordan. Yes. Did our good, good friends over at the defunct business Cloverway. Yes. The way of all clovers. (laughs) Give this episode an additional title. Of course they did. Now, again, this is another one you've got no shot at. Is it Cookbook Forever? No. Okay, well, because first of all, obviously, it has nothing to do with that. Obviously. Is it? Is it uh, Ami and Lita's first dance? Is that no. the name? Obviously, it has nothing to do with that. It could be Amy and Lita's first dance. Is that what it is? No. Obviously not. They wouldn't name it after that part of the episode, which has is nothing it, to do with Is it episode. called Couple of Gal Pals? <laughs> You're not going to get it. And here's the thing. Even if I said to you, Chris, erase that scene from your memory and now guess, you still wouldn't get it. Give me a hint, then. Uh, Jesus, how could I possibly? Um, it has to do with 
it, it let's say it could be considered a a, a a a mildly very mildly snarky thing that you said about the the character Tiger's Eye pretends to be. Uh, is it college douchebag? <laughs> That's too snarky. Go way more mild. <laughs> like you go. I'll tell you one thing about that guy. He's a real douchebag. <laughs> No, Chris, the answer is no Prince Charming. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Is it? Oh, that's a great, great title. Well done, Cleverway. <laughs> wow, you're really <laughs> mad about it. It's a dumb name. Anyway, no, I'm 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 just preparing myself for, for the giant fight to come. So so here, let me let me uh let me start. Let me start because I finished the intro before <laughs> oh, you start right, stepping right, all right. over me, you jerk. I'm I'm, I'm ready to Go at this. Hey, piece of shit. <laughs> that's my impression of you. That's that's a good impression. So not. yeah, Dustin Partners. Did you, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> 90s just you. I just 90s you. I did. Yep. That's right. <laughs> oh, wow. That was wicked cool. <laughs> Thank you. The episode is Dustin Partners, Makoto's Innocence. It is episode 147. It was written by Ryota Yamaguchi. It was directed by Yuji Endo. And the animation director was Hisashi Kagawa. It originally aired on September 2nd, 1995. Now you can start, Jordan. I honestly, I watched this episode, and uh, here's my experience of watching this episode. I start watching it. I get to the scene that you're you're all worked up about. The best scene. <laughs> it and you know what? Agreed. Wonderful, cute, adorable scene. Then I watched the rest of the episode, and I went, I cannot believe this is the episode everybody is freaking out about. It makes Makoto look terrible. Uh, it absolutely in my opinion, disproves cookbook entirely, 100%. They have this adorable scene, and then she goes, well, that was fun. Anyway, I'm in love with this dude. I will wait in the rain for hours and catch my death. I don't give a flying fuck about Ami. I wish that guy was my boyfriend. Like, I I can't believe this is the episode that makes you think cookbook is real. Jordan, can I ask you a question? Of course you may. Have you ever met a teen? Uh, No. I didn't think so. That explains a lot about your reaction. No, of course I have. Of course I have. But listen, again, uh, okay. When you talk about cookbook, uh, again, it's a fun, it's a fun thought experiment to run while watching the show where you go. Thought experiment? Rude. Yeah. In the way that you go, oh, look, see, there's another scene where they're looking at each other. But when you cross that line to going, oh, no, it's actually happening, I go, well, no, it obviously isn't. And this is the episode where I go, yeah, it obviously isn't. Because if it was, Ami would be weeping for the entire episode at the fact that she just got thrown off for some piece of shit. Teenager. I mean, I think that's a very uncharitable view of Ami. Like, Ami knows she's going to be back. She's not going to be back. And even if she was, at the end of the episode, she's sitting there thinking to herself, but, but yeah, but. But you know what? I understand that that all didn't work out, and that guy was a piece of shit and a bad guy and a and a monster, literally. But but what if he was my boyfriend, <laughs> Jordan? Yes. Can I ask you another question? You may. Why do you hate fun? I don't. I love fun. Are you sure? Because I've been doing this show with you for 147 episodes, and it definitely actually 149 if we count the two part movie episode. It definitely sounds like you hate fun. I just said just it like was it. a fun thought experiment. I just don't think it's real. Yeah, it's a fun thought experiment that you don't enjoy. <laughs> oh, I, no, I enjoy it as a thought experiment. I don't enjoy it when people go, but also it's real. And I'm like, no, it isn't. Oh, but it is real. Like, that's, I mean, Chris, you know, that's the same with, that's the same way I feel about like all, well, 
basically all everything, uh, you know, crystals and fortunes and stuff. If people were going around going, obviously this isn't real, but it's fun to just play. I would go, oh, okay, play, enjoy. So teenage relationships aren't real like crystals? Because teenagers are like that. Imaginary teenage relationships aren't real like crystals. Real ones are real. Hey, Jordan. Yes. I'm about to blow your fucking mind. (laughs) They're all imaginary teenage relationships. It's a cartoon, my dude. Yeah, okay. None of it really happened. I understand that, Chris. But some of them are... Because I don't think you do. We talk about the shows as about... Right. Chris, come on. That's like, so then, so then halfway through the show, I can just start throwing in things that don't happen and go, yeah, it's just as imaginary as the show. So it's totally valid. No, we talk about what happens on the show. Yeah. And in this particular case, it does happen. They have an adorable dance. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca. Do you want to take a quick vote? Yes. No. Let's take a quick vote. Okay. All in, all in support of Jordan. Say I. Oh, I, 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 There's 10 people here and they all said I. That wasn't me just saying I a bunch of times. No, because that didn't actually happen. That's yes, it not did. a cartoon. It totally did. It, no, it actually happened. You have, you, you have are no you proof. Gonna, are you going to sit here and make me say it 11 times? Uh, when I said it 10 times, I meant a thousand times. <laughs> all right. And everyone who thinks <laughs> Jordan is wrong, say I. I. Yeah. So you're outvoted. Mm-hmm. That's democracy, buddy. You can't vote on facts. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'm. What, why are you laughing it's about that? That has been proven wrong, my man. No. Let's get into the episode. It hasn't. That's ridiculous. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> L- look, you know I don't believe in democracy. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for our, our absolute moon monarch to arrive and lead us into a better world. The one queen. So yeah. we open at the Dead Moon Circus with Madame Zirconia. This is a funny scene. Uh, and Madame Zaconia is... Oh, wait, no, hold on. First, we, in, the, in the intro, we, we start the first of many times when we find out that the Japanese don't have a word for dance party. <laughs> That's because... right, because we, in the teaser, we do get uh, Sailor Moon going, dance party! And that happens very often in the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. you just... <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, look, t- look, there are a lot of loan words. Cotillion is in English. Totally. You know what? You're absolutely right. That's why we say dance party, though. (laughs) That is why we say dance party. (laughs) So, yes, we're having a flashback in the uh, Dead Moon Circus. Yeah, Madame Zirconia's uh, weird flaming winged eyeball staff is projecting a highlight reel of the Amazon Trio's greatest failures in 3D, which I think is a very crucial touch. I wonder, does, does Pegasus's horn, like, pop out at them? Does everything like come through the screen at them? It's like it's like Piranha Three. Wow, <laughs> it's exactly like Piranha Three. It's their shitty home videos. The scene that they're watching is from like a bunch of episodes ago, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Like, who is that? That's that's gotten the old uh, one, two, three in that scene. Oh, well, that's the but that's the fake Pegasus episode they're looking at. So we're talking about what is that? One forty three. Time to believe the Pegasus. I think that. I mean, one. maybe. She's she's really behind on reviewing their their work. And that cage one where they tried to catch him in the cage and then it was like it it did nothing. Was that not the same one? Oh, I thought it was the same one. Is it? I, I, I don't remember. know. I can't remember either. <laughs> so they are literally wearing 50 style red and blue 3D glasses. Like it's not they're not even doing like 
yeah they're, they're it's ridiculous and fun yeah uh, unfortunately real d 3d had not been invented yet <laughs> this nope. is pre-avatar yes that's true even she's wearing them oh yeah she's got to see what they see man so zirconia is really laying into them and at this point like zirconia is kind of their mom like just really like like use your heads you young people <laughs> like you're you're so lazy so <sighs> I mean, I, so I wrote this down to, to talk about it next episode, but I'm going to talk about it now anyway. I feel like they're not doing that bad of a job. Are you sure about that? <laughs> they are doing a reprehensible and shitty person job, but they're not. They Their job is to find Pegasus, yes, but the way that they've been told to do it is check these people's mirrors. They do that successfully every episode. I mean, but they have they have failed in their task. Of finding Pegasus. For- for like 15 episodes. Right. Like 15 times in a row. Right. I feel like it should be obvious at this point of, oh, these same girls show up. There's Pegasus. Maybe we should find them instead yes. of all these random people. You're right. I mean, you're right. They should be able to think. They, they, they are lacking in critical thinking, which is what she does criticize them for. Like, figure things out for yourself. But on some level, it, she has kind of said to them, hey, check under every cup. Under one of these cups is a marble. And they have successfully turned over 49 cups. There's just, they didn't turn over the 50th one that has the marble yet <laughs> i mean that is like jordan i'm like i don't mean to be super argumentative but that is the definition of consistent failure <laughs> right but like no but that's but that's luck isn't it like i mean it's just chance that they haven't found the one yet they, they've been given a list of people to check and they've checked everyone successfully it's not like they ever get stopped from checking that's also the thing that i would like to know is who is providing them with their trading card photos who's giving them the creep shots that they're um, using the eyeball is it i mean that makes yeah, sense we saw him taking the pictures one time we did then... see the eyeball take the pictures also i like that you have uh the eyeball is a him for you <laughs> like, yeah, you, yeah. you yeah, have obviously. assigned a gender to a winged flaming eyeball <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's a weird thing to do but yeah i kind of did sorry yeah. follows them around wouldn't it have seen them transform You'd think so. Yeah. This is the second or third time that it's gotten a picture of one of the senshi. Third. Was Ami one of them? Yeah. No. Wait. Yeah. Ray definitely was. Ray, Ami, Mina. So this is the fourth time. It's failing too. Yeah. It's never done a picture of, I mean, yeah, they've never been. In fact, that's, there you go. Even better. They have never even been told Chibi Moon is an option. I mean, thankfully, given the way the show is gone. So, uh, this time, uh, they have, a, like, Tiger's Eye is like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get a bunch of these knocked out all at once. <laughs> yeah, well, because they go, oh, man, it's just a bunch of lovesick, <laughs> what was it? It's it's a bunch of lovesick uh, college-age girls or something, and he's like, I'll take them. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very, like, it's creepy, but it's very funny. <laughs> lovesick co-eds, that's what it is. Lovesick it's co-eds, yeah, lovesick I'm in. I'll yeah, do it. I'll take all of them at once, is what yeah, I'll do. Yeah, he just sweeps them all up. <laughs> And and then he, uh, but he accidentally drops the one n- not college coed. <laughs> yeah, the fifteen year old, the fifteen year old, who will also be hanging out at the college because coincidence is the engine that drives this show. Oh God! So from there we cut to a college festival. We forgot the very important fact that Fisheye doesn't like carrots. Oh yeah, like also this is another yeah. thing that made me think Madame Zirconia <laughs> was their mom because we usually see them drinking and now like they're getting punished and so Fisheye just has like a glass of vegetable straws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is like I hate it's carrots. Pretty. It's pretty pretty funny. 
So we cut to the college festival, which turns out to be at Memorist College. You know, the one that he's a professor at. <laughs> and also, uh, this is a scene where they save on animation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, no, or, or the festival is doing the mannequin challenge. Uh, we get a, we're going to get a lot of, like, things that people drew and then just moved the camera across yeah. <laughs> the next yep. couple episodes. Yep. Uh, I do like that we see um, festival mascots at the college festival. We see three of them, mm-hmm. uh, which is very fun. So this is a big festival that the school is known for. Uh, it's a big school festival, which is a thing in Japan already. Uh, as you might know, if you have read literally any manga or watched literally any anime, there's always a school festival. But the big centerpiece of this one is the dance party. Didn't we just have how many festivals in a row? Like, didn't we just have one like two episodes ago? We might have had one last episode because that was the one where the princess. Yeah. yeah, the princess went to the festival. That wasn't the school one. That was like the community. No, that was the town. Yeah. 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 You know, what? I like it. I love festivals. People should have more of them. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's have a Sailor Business Festival. Hey, I would love to have a Sailor Business Festival. Hey, somebody who's not us, can you start that? (laughs) What would you you do? What would your booth be at the Sailor Business Festival? We each are running a booth? Well, yeah, we have to run a booth, Jordan. Oh, jeez. It would be... (laughs) Okay, here's my terrible pitch that is not going to be what I actually do at our actual festival that's really going to happen. Uh, it would say it's fortune telling, but when you come in, I would be like, no, it's not real. Let me tell you about why fortune telling isn't real. <laughs> so hang on. <laughs> it's a punishment booth. I want to get, get, get this straight. Your booth at our I'm festival is a dick. <laughs> yeah, like it has to be in keeping with the show, right? I mean, I mean, the, we do a lot of things. You could have cats in your. Oh, all right. I'm in. Okay, my booth would be fortune telling. Oh, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> it would have a picture, it would have a drawing of you on, yes, the, of on the sign that says it was giving a big thumbs up and going, it's real. Yeah. See, you did that just to be mean. Aww. Yep, I did. That's it's gotta be related to the show, doesn't it? Yeah, there you go. Good point. Rebecca, <laughs> yeah. uh, what would you do at our Sailor Business Festival? I think one of those like build your own parfait. Would be really cute. Oh, with, like all the different oh. types of flavors and different things, and then have cute like little sugar decorations. The Nephrite Memorial Parfait Stand would be very yes. good. Nephrite Memorial Parfait Stand, perfect. Uh, we we could have a we could have a tent that was like the Museum of Failed Small Businesses. So we could have a clock and a chanella and some vegetable like, workout gear. Yes, oh, that's fun. Perfect. I think I I feel like. I feel like, honestly, Rebecca has proven that our fans would put on a much better festival than we would. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sailor Moon Con. You would walk into our festival and it would be every booth on the left is a direct <laughs> response to the booth on the right. <laughs> Wasn't too argumentative fair? <laughs> oh, that's, that's, a, that's a fun idea. Centerpiece of the festival this time is the dance party. And uh, everyone has come to dance. Wait, no, but hold on a second. So, because I don't know, again, I don't know that much Japanese culture. I know from the even more limited number of manga and anime that I'm familiar with. This is a multiple day festival. Mm-hmm. I, and they're going to have the dance every night? I could not figure that out myself. I didn't know if they just had the dance <laughs> this night and Makoto just hung out, which we'll get to. Or if it, if it is like every night at seven, it's, it's dance time. 
I think it's every night. It's it's a weird thing. I mean, I feel plus I feel like do most festivals last multiple days? I feel like most of the time this kind of thing in my experience is a one day affair. I don't actually know. I mean, I I know like the when again basing our knowledge of Japanese culture entirely on cartoons and comic books. Uh, the festivals that I see are like one day things, but they're also like high school festivals. You know, like a college festival seems like it would be able to go like a weekend. Let's see. I just uh, Googled university festival, Jap- Jap- uh, Japan University Festival. The Wikipedia article about them is not saying, I mean, they're calling them open day affairs, which makes it sound like it would be one day. Uh, could be. Could be. We'll never know, unfortunately, unless somebody writes in. They just wanted to do this weird thing where it went all night long, as you will see. Everybody's dressed up for the dance, uh, but like in a normal sort of way. Like Usagi's wearing the party dress that we saw her in when the last time she went to a party. And got drunk. When she got mm-hmm. drunk. Uh, which which episode was that, Jordan? Because uh, it's our it's our like uh, header image for that episode. Oh, good. was it the flan one? Yeah, let's see. Where she's like, relativity is like flan. Yes, yeah. yeah. Relativity is like a flan. It's episode 108. So we saw this one about 40 episodes ago, but it's the same dress. And I like that. I love the consistency of, yeah, this is Usagi's party dress. Um, mm-hmm. But everybody else, like, I mean, Ami's definitely in an outfit we've seen before. Oh, it's the totally. kind of light green and uh, dress with the yellow cardigan that's super cute. And, you know, Minako and Ray are just like dressed relatively nicely. Uh, and when we see Momoru and Motoki uh, show up, they are like just in like shirts and pants. Like th- th- it's Bizkaz for those two dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Makoto, oh, yeah. on the other hand, is in a, a full on gown. She's so pretty. She's so gorgeous. It's a very good looking outfit. It is a floor length, off the shoulder ball gown with a giant rose on it. Uh, that is like like. Also, she has. Oh, this is this is it. This is where we get super broy, right? Okay, like this is this is Sailor Bros. <laughs> Her figure is bananas. <laughs> in the, yes, like, it's very slimming. We have talked before about how Naoko Takeuchi tends to draw like people very like tall and thin and wispy with like eight foot legs. Makoto's head is wider than her waist as it is drawn in this dress. Yeah, it's. It's so tiny. Yeah. You could put like one hand around her. It's so tiny. Is she wearing a corset under there? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, th- I think it's probably just not drawn super well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That necklace could probably fit around her waist. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. But it is like, you know, everybody's like, she even says like, oh, am I overdressed for this? And it's like, yes, you're wearing a prom dress. <laughs> and you're- oh, but you, mm-hmm. but you weren't exaggerating. I was just looking. Yeah. Her head really is thicker than her waist. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> there's, a, there's another outfit that I want to talk about, though. Oh, is it? Oh. Is it uh, Andrew's uh, sister? Yeah, it's Unazuki. Uh, yes oh, hilarious because because yeah you're seeing all the sailor scouts dressed up real nice for this dance and then up walks Memoru. i keep forgetting Andrew's Motoki. name Motoki, of course and then Motoki's sister talk about her outfit chris uh i don't <laughs> it, go watch the episode because it's very difficult to, to surprise or to describe it is a it's a sexy halloween costume but i don't know of what she's going clubbing She's going to get, like, her rave, you know, glow sticks. Yeah. She's going club. Yeah, she's Micro wearing... miniskirt 
a micro miniskirt, a, a navy blue micro miniskirt, a crop top with like, but like big pink shoulder caps, and then also like a weird pattern that might be a glow stick. A cr- like, like, like is it a necklace or is that part of the shirt? I guess it's part of the shirt. And but then she's then she's wearing uh, a pair of lime green leg warmers. Yep. Mm-hmm. She has she has an individual pant for each leg. <laughs> the the fact that yeah the, they're talking about going to this dance and they're all like dressed very nicely and then she walks up in this ridiculous outfit and I was like wait what <laughs> is, is she She's on the hunt <laughs> <laughs> and then like a pair of ballet flats sure mm-hmm. like what look what is happening whereas Memo what? and, and oh. Matoki they're in their stock outfit. There are some choice outfits coming up. I don't know if there was like an attire that everyone's supposed to wear. Or it's just wear whatever you think you would to dance. There's some weird outfits coming up, though. Yeah. yeah. Unozuki. Do we see her at the dance in this outfit or does she change or do we not see? No, her? we see her no, later she's on in the episode and she's still wearing that. Well, I know we yeah. see her tomorrow and she's still wearing that. <laughs> the next day she's still wearing that outfit for sure. I just wasn't sure if we saw her at the dance. I couldn't remember. Unozuki looks like she is working as a booth babe for a company that makes yes. like computers that they that mm-hmm. are like really good for counter-strike oh god right like that's that's the aesthetic that i'm seeing you know what it really is the weird thing is that this is like the one of the first times that she and Memoru have been interacting together and yusagi hasn't freaked out yeah well that's because yusagi knows the deal with Unazuki now we've had that episode didn't we didn't mm-hmm. happen twice uh, it, I think it did actually. So we've had it twice. Uh, uh, we also get a mention of Reika in this one, so we get some continuity there. Um, not only that, I now I will admit I did not watch the the original dub, but according to Wikimoon, in the original dub, they call her Reika, which is a, not her name. Yes. So I mean, technically, it's like he could have had multiple girlfriends in his life. One of them he met at this dance, and okay, this is important because this is what happens is the the boys walk up and they're talking about this dance and and they're like yeah this dance is famous for people hooking up uh mm-hmm. lots of times people will dance and then they leave as couples sometimes they get married yeah <laughs> that just puts a very heavy uh, amount of pressure on this dance all of a sudden rika's english name was rita by right. the way so close enough Right, except so he had a girlfriend named Reika and a girlfriend named Rita. Yeah, so uh, Mamoru and Inazuki are dunking on him a little bit. Uh, it's the reason Reika's outfit sticks out is because nope, not we Reka. have a spec. Or, yeah, sorry. The reason Inazuki's outfit sticks out is because we have a bonker spectrum of Inazuki on one end and Makoto on the other in a like full on like high fashion yeah. formal ball gown. Right, right. But it is go go watch it. It's if you thought Memoru's character designs were pretty wild. So maybe she, maybe, maybe Yusagi's right. Maybe she's dressing like this to be like, this is the kind of style Memoru goes for. I mean, it's clearly not. We know a style Memoru goes for. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's a little old for him. Oh, gee. She's not in college, right? She's the same age as no, Yusagi. She's, she's, no, she's older because she has a job. Oh, she has a job. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. She must be in high school. I think she, I think she might actually be college age. This might be her what? college as well. So this All is, right. by the way, this is Tozai University, uh, which we know because we see a sign for the Tozai University Dance Club, which has a <laughs> lovely watercolor couple that just kind of happens to look exactly like Neptune and Uranus. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like especially Neptune. Like the girl looks a lot like Michiru. I wish it had actually been them. It really does look like them. Oh my god! Did they like steal that from another episode and just color the hair? That might be. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Because it, it looks familiar. So much like them. Yeah. This dance scene is so amazing. Uh, well, oh, yeah. So Makoto looks at the poster wistfully, and then we cut to the opening of Batman Beyond. Yep. Uh, oh, I've never seen that. Oh, my With God. Very fancy music. Here, Jordan, I'm going to, like, Jake, I'm sorry. You're going to have to cut this what? out because this, this is a very funny joke, and I need Jordan to acknowledge it. Okay. <laughs> Teen Dance Party. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> the reaction i needed that's the reaction i needed for my very funny joke okay now i get it now i get it it's it's but it's such a funny because the music is like real cheesy but the music is hilariously bad yeah it really is and uh oh wow i just i just okay so this this sequence zips by pretty quickly and i just (laughs) saw some of it for the first time in my understanding because one thing that is very hard to miss is the boobs close up that happens. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. Uh, halfway that, through. That one is a while. But what I missed until just now is do you see the, the owner of those boobs in the previous time they appear? The owner of the <laughs> <laughs> Trying to seduce Matoki? Yes! I did not see the scene. <laughs> where Mat- is that the same person? It, well, they're both they're attractive women wearing a red dress that shows a lot of skin. So I assume it is, but I, I, it could be wrong. It is not. It is actually a different dress. It's a different you, person. Okay. Yeah. If you freeze frame it, it's a different dress. Yeah. But yeah, we get a real, uh, this one's for, uh, who's, who's the, who's the guy? Who's the director at the Utena guy? Oh, uh, oh my God. I don't know. Ikahara? Ikahara. Yeah. This, this is one for Ikahara. Yeah. We got, yeah. we got, Matoki is, kind of half dancing with this intri- incredibly attractive woman with a, like a dumbass look on his face like huh, huh, huh. and his sister is like dragging him away from her <laughs> pretty funny but yes it yeah. then it just goes it yeah. just goes hey uh check out some boobs okay gotta go uh total close-up ridiculous yeah bonnet. and then you have the adorable family dancing at the beginning yep. so it's like family cheating almost like i'm gonna go dance with this hot He's chick just and then, dancing i know <laughs> it's just a weird sequence of like oh this is really cute okay that's funny oh boobs so anyway then um then fish then 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 the hawk's eye come, or tiger's eye comes in right no no wait what no, no that's no. the next important thing that happens is no, that's not the next important thing that happens jordan tiger's eye tiger's eye right i don't remember one of the eyes right it's it's gonna be Tiger's Eye. But okay, first, so Tiger's Eye comes in. And <laughs> oh no, no, no! Back up. Okay. Yeah, you're skipping know, the most important part. You know who's not having fun is oh. uh, Kino. She's a real wallflower in a very literal sense, as she is leaning on the wall, and her dress has a gigantic rose on it. That is true. Which is okay. Which is kind of weird. Because that's like if I came to a party and I was like with you. Wearing a purple tux. And, well, and I was wearing a shirt that said Dr. Devin White on it. Oh, yeah. Good point. Like that's that's the trademark. Like the rose is kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a trademark of your friend's significant other. But okay. Everybody's trying to steal Mamoru in this episode. She was like, I know what'll get him. Uh, and he's tall enough that he won't be intimidated by dancing with me. So <laughs> Makoto is having a hard time. Uh, because no one comes up to ask her to dance because she's so tall. Now, again, in real life, the idea of there's a woman who's really tall and 
She doesn't get asked to dance a lot. That makes total sense. In Sailor Moon World, where the men are all 50 feet tall, <laughs> it doesn't 100% hold water. But there you go. Yeah. So who comes up but Ami? And she's like, hey, Matt, have this dance. And then they start dancing. And the crowd is like, what? And then the crowd is like, hell yes. Because they're like doing some real cool dancing. And everybody's like super surprised. They get the couple spotlight. Yeah, they get they get the spotlight. Everyone parts. And nobody puts Ami in a corner because Ami gets Ami gets hoisted. She yeah. gets the full mm-hmm. on like lean back, arms out. Uh and everybody's pretty surprised that Ami is super good at dancing too. Now, a hundred percent. And listen, I I know I'm giving you a hard time about this episode. This is a great scene. Like it's super fun. It's super adorable. I it's a great scene. Yeah, not, that was me giving you a concession. I was, I was not, there was no but there. Yeah, I was admitting that it's true. So now it's the time of the episode where we nope. talk about what See, we learned. Now, Rebecca, that's exactly the problem. Uh, what and, 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 and that's, <laughs> you know what? There's there's the but. You're right. There is the but. If that were the episode, there is the but. <laughs> not like the boob shot earlier. That's not what I meant. Um, no. If that were the end of the episode, I would support you guys in this is a beautiful episode that is a great showcase for Makoto, but I feel like the rest of the episode makes her look awful. The rest of the episode, look, it's not no. a great episode for Makoto after this. <laughs> not everyone has a great day. <laughs> but I feel like you are, I, I feel like you are ascribing a level of, of ne- necessary monogamy <laughs> to a relationship that is like, do you get mad when you're like, Archie doesn't really like Betty. He's a hero. He is on a date with Veronica. Uh, n- well, I am definitely like th- him and Betty are not going steady. Like, well, yeah, like they're not official. They're not. No, they're just they're just destined. It's meant to be. Yeah. Okay. So so now you're so now we're saying, hey, you know what? That's way more supportable. They're going to end up together, but they haven't actually gotten together yet. All right, I'll buy that. Yeah, I mean, if you if you need to have rules for this fun thing that we talk about on the show. <sighs> They're going to live forever anyway. They're just figuring it so out. I think if they're going to live forever, they're going to get with all of each other. <laughs> I, okay, look. Here's the here's thing we know yeah. about Makoto, though. Yes. Like, if you want to talk about evidence supporting it from throughout Please. the show, I'll yeah. do this with you, Jordan. Let's do it. Okay, that's what, this, that's what this show is for. I'll get into the fucking pit. Let's do it. Look it out. Okay. Makoto is canonically very fickle. Makoto is canonically... Always looking for the next person because the next person always reminds her of the old senpai. Yes. Makoto is flightier than Minako and Usagi. With her romance, with her with affections. Her yes. Yeah, with her with her affections. It makes total sense to me that uh Makoto would have this really cute romantic moment with Ami. Uh and then as soon as she sees someone else would be off like a like a shot. Now I will she's say boy the crazy. fact that the, the episode crazy. is about Makoto waiting around like the dog from the Futurama episode yes. that everybody likes but is actually yeah. bullshit. Um, <laughs> yes. I mean yes that is like that. That is a bananas characterization of Makoto. Yes. It is like, first of all, it's gross. <laughs> she yes. like is in that dress for two days. It's so rough. Absolutely. They, they, like, we're going to see it. They stay up all night. There's no indication of showers. No. <laughs> Makoto's just wearing that dress. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And she got rained on. Yeah, and she got rained on. It's mad gross. Yeah. She becomes a teenage Mrs. Havisham. Or excuse yes. me, Miss Havisham. 
Uh, she becomes a teenage Miss Havisham in like five minutes. Yeah, the, it, she looks terrible. Uh, now, again, I think it's because uh, now the part that you left out is she's always she's always portrayed as boy crazy, not fickle in her romance necessarily. Just it's always. Did boys. you watch the episode where she looked at Haruka? <laughs> you mean a handsome boy? <laughs> a handsome boy? Question mark. Um, anyway, remember, you remember the episode when uh, when she got in the car with Haruka and Usagi was like, "Hang on." <laughs> <laughs> where they were like, "Hey, get in the car so we can murder." I mean, hang out. Yes, I yeah. do remember that. <laughs> so again, Makoto has a history of letting attractiveness get her into trouble. Not to this extreme. Not to this extreme. Uh, yeah. This is a this is a bad look for her. And not phys- not physically. It's a great look for her, but it's a bad look for her uh, emotionally and character wise. Yeah. So so um, let's let's get into it. So they they are dancing. They're having their dance break. It's it's wonderful and adorable. And then I'm assuming this must be uh, King and Demon who walks in, right? No, this is Tiger's Eye who comes in. Wait, but he's wearing a purple tuxedo. <laughs> is it purple? I thought it was white. It's in purple lighting. It's white. Ah, uh, okay. You got. First of all, <laughs> I can't believe this is happening again. I can't believe this is happening again. <laughs> has, but now I'm on the it's it purple, purple side. Lapel it has purple lapels, but the, the the jacket itself is white. We see it later on in the episode, Jordan. Yeah. No, we, we, in in the dream sequences, he's wearing a different no, we outfit. See it later and in the, on in the, in the dream episode, because he also wears the same clothes two days in a row because he's gross. Oh, I know, and it's purple then too. Well, we'll we can okay, get to we'll it. We'll get to it. I, I, it's definitely white in the dream, but we'll get to the dream. Yeah, too. this is this is a lot like when uh, when Nefrite showed up with tuxedo mask with his long ass hair out, and everyone was like tuxedo mask. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so 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 he walks in. He sees the two girls dancing. He's like, hell yeah. And then he goes and he checks his deck of cards of ladies that he needs to, to seduce. And he his goes, lady deck. it's time to duel. His lady deck. <laughs> his, 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 um, what is it? Binders full of Binders women. Binders full of women. <laughs> and his he, pocket full of ladies. Yikes. <laughs> and he goes, oh, she's not on the, she's not on the list, but she is the center of attention. So let's make this happen. And so he just walks up and is like, hey. Oh, he literally snaps magically. Thanos is the music away. <laughs> stops the music. I do want to say, <laughs> when the music Please. stops, they're holding hands. Yeah, you and do that go, when you dance. That's what happens. But yeah. they're still holding hands even after the music stopped. They weren't expecting it. You know, in, in the words of uh, in the words of Danny Kay, the best things happen while you're dancing. Aww. <laughs> so the music stops. He pushes his way through, uh, and he's like, "Hey." Now dance with me. Uh, and she's like, yeah, uh, totally. Because you're gorgeous. He sees her through. She sees him through the, the, the haze of beauty that, that uh, everybody always sees him through. She doesn't go, hey, aren't you mean as X? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, you would weird. think. <laughs> just the same problem with the Sailor Scouts. It, it's magic. What if everybody in this show just has face blindness? <laughs> so sad. It's just a, a world of face blindness. That's what actually separates our world from Sailor Moon world. Yeah, it explain a lot. The lights are the lights are pretty bright at this point, and it still looks purple to me. But that's that's a side thing. I mean, look, I am willing to entertain some possibilities. But yeah, he starts dancing with uh, oh, it looks pretty white to me. But it, it definitely <laughs> look, it definitely has purple accents. So it might be yes. like a very pale lavender. Uh, they start dancing, and he is not leaving room for the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's true. Uh, in fact, he has a hand all up on Mina's ass, Wait. or Makoto's ass. Yeah. On her butt, really? Uh, yeah, dude. 
Yeah. Watch it. He like he like it like snakes downtown. Oh, yep. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, he's he thinks he's with a college girl, but still, that's still not okay. Regardless, well, well, she seems into it. But anyway, uh, she goes into a full on like fantasy trance. world. Yeah. She has her Anastasia moment. <laughs> yes. In all fairness, once I, upon a dream, I think that. Tiger's Eye might be it's it's not explicitly stated but it's kind of the only way this episode makes sense. He's got to be doing some like like putting a putting a whammy on her. I no, dude. If he could put whammies, he would be whammying every episode. But he says he says when he's cuz he is immediately mobbed by uh girls who want the next dance and he says like, "Oh, this is what happens when I get serious." So I don't know no, because he's I, I no I I don't think that you're right. I think that he's talking about like I I just know how to play the game. Like I walked in, danced with the woman that everybody was already looking at, showed off how fucking awesome I am and now every girl in the room wants me. I mean look, you're you're not wrong, but that's the only way I can make this episode make sense without Makoto <laughs> being a fucking idiot. That's yeah, that's why that's how that is, I felt. That is I watched it. that I'm having. <laughs> so so yes he gets mobbed with ladies now okay let me once again point out oh by the way he thinks to himself after the bait the fish comes swimming this is what happens when i get serious and then makoto's like hey uh you want to dance again and he goes oh it's you bait (laughs) he says that out loud to her he calls her bait (laughs) wonderful now this plan he has again if his goal is to seduce ladies and, you know, sleep with them, good plan. <laughs> if his goal is to one, two, three them, I don't really see how this is the good strategy. Do you think that it, that he has to be like, like if there's if there's three women there, that he has to be like three, six, nine, <laughs> or like this one, he's gotta be like four, eight, twelve. Could they do more than one? We never see <laughs> at it. a time. Yeah. Like, because here's the thing. He doesn't. Like, this whole thing is so he can get, like, a bunch of them all at once. As far as we know, he does not. <laughs> like, he's I mean, I guess the only, th- the, only, the only thing I can think of is in all the time that we don't see him, which will be coming up, that he's, like, one at a time being like, why don't we go somewhere private? One, two, three. Uh, no. Okay. Gotta go back. What a creep. Why don't we go somewhere private? One, two, three. Okay. <laughs> like, just over and over and over again. Maybe. Ugh. Yeah, listen, hideous, gross. Uh, I hope they have good. Uh, oh, oh, but also, actually, let's talk about that because what is the plan normally? The plan is they get the victim, they one, two, three them, and then what is it they always say? I, what do they always say? Let's murder these people so the Pegasus can't go into them later. Yeah, I guess and the, so. And then Sailor Moon shows up and stops them. She does not show up if he does that to any of these girls. He may have murdered 27 ladies in this episode. Jesus, <laughs> Jordan! I'm just saying he might have. Oh my god. <laughs> so this is the darkest episode of Sailor Moon, everybody, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, so, geez. oh, it's you, Bait. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, it's you, Bait. It's very funny. And and he's like, she's like, will you dance with me? And he's like, no, man, you're not on my list. <laughs> and so she just like stares at him as he walks off with a horde of women. And everybody's like, oh, look at that. She's in love again. Anyway. Uh, and then they go about their business. Yes. 
they like leave mm-hmm. and go to like get you know food because Yusagi's there. Of course, I think they go get ice cream. They do eat ice Maybe? cream next. Yeah, uh, Usagi. For Although sure. they've got like a whole layout of stuff on the table, I can't tell what it is. There's a lot of different food there. Anyway. But Makoto's not with them because Makoto's like. Uh, hey, he said he'd be back for another dance, so I'm just going to chill out here. And then at the end of the night, they're like, hey, Makoto, it's time to go home. The festival's going to reopen tomorrow, though, so we can always come back. And she's like, mm, I think I'll just stay here at this empty gymnasium. Yeah, on the steps of the yeah. gym. I'm just going to stand here. Oh, because he walks out again. With his gaggle. And sees her and is like, you're just waiting? And and Chibi's like, yeah, you fucking dick. He's been waiting. <laughs> she's waiting because you said... He's like, well, I can't. Sorry, I got to dance with he. And he actually says, I still owe dances to all these ladies that he's leaving with. And I'm like, so is he going to go dance with them elsewhere? And I guess, yes. I mean, I'm like, I I have a theory about what he goes and does. But like, I let's hear it. I mean, it's what we were talking about earlier. (laughs) One, two, three. He kills them all. One, two, threes and murders them. Uh, Which is not great. No, not super fun that one and he literally thinks to himself I, I do not have time for this lady she's not on my fucking list but of course she is he just doesn't know it yeah yeah makoto's gonna stay there she's like i'm gonna stay here just like all night maybe and then usagi is like okay well we're not gonna let you stay here all night alone no 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 hold on hold on you're jumping yeah. a little bit forward okay go ahead because he she's like i'm gonna stay here for a little while longer mm-hmm. i'm gonna stay here for a little reasonable amount of time, just in case he pops back really quick. Then we cut to the, the night where Usagi or Chibi is getting into bed. Oh, also, Chris, you can't you can't cut Pegasus out of the episode. Come on. I could I would love to. <laughs> if only. I really would love to. Yeah. It, it honestly it doesn't matter. Uh because basically Chibi goes to Pegasus and is like, hey man, what, like how do you even know? If it's, you're the right guy, and, sh- and he's like, sometimes it's love at first sight. She was like, "Oh shit, I saw you at first sight one time, and maybe I'm in love with you forever." Oh, uh, yeah. He's like, "Yeah, sometimes it's like a like you see a horse with wings, and you just know." <laughs> then all of a sudden, she hears Yusagi screaming uh, because Yusagi, also in her bedroom preparing for bed, finds out Mako still isn't home. It's pouring rain out. It's nighttime. She still hasn't come home. Jordan. Yes. I have a question for you. This is important. Oh, I love questions. Okay. Who is calling about Makoto? Her parents are dead. Who would be at her apartment? Her stalker, I guess. Her I don't know. Girlfriend. <laughs> Ami. It has to be Ami. Well, well, well. How the <laughs> tables have turned. Uh, it could be Ami. That's, I mean, that's one of the only three other options. <laughs> what are but the other two? It's, it's Ami? Ray and Mina. It's it's obviously one of the I mean, other stuff. It's got to be and Ray and Mina. Like maybe they were planning on like a couple's night. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, but her parents are dead. So who who is calling saying she never came home? Well, again, that's more evidence of the poor writing of the episode. But I don't think it's definitely Ami. And even if it was Ami, I don't think it's because they're they're dating. Uh huh. Because mm-hmm. Ami would be far less understanding than she's about to be. But that, Chris, that brings us to our. Act break. Hey, Jordan. Yeah. How are you today? Actually, we haven't really talked about that. How are you? How have you been doing? Uh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. A little tired, but otherwise good. 
Well, I mean, that's good to hear. I'm doing okay. Yeah. Rebecca, you doing good? I'm doing good. I hope that our Patreon backers are also doing good because they are the ones who help support the show. How can they do that? How can they do that? Well, what they can do is they can go to a website called patreon.com slash sailor business, and they can become a patron of our show uh, for as little as a dollar per month. They can uh, support our show and help us make this wonderful content happen. Uh, they can also give up to uh what's what do we say up to up to uh i think it's forty seven thousand dollars well up to six up to forty seven thousand dollars if they want us to keep going <laughs> and 60 if they want us to stop yeah sixty thousand, we will we will just stop and look it doesn't have to say sixty we we'll just take a month off that would be nice <laughs> oh we only we just okay so we we would stop while it's at 60 Yes. And uh, of course, we've got some milestone goals there. We're currently at about seven sixty-five. Uh, if we get up to a thousand dollars a month, you're going to record some songs. Ali's going to record some Xena theme songs at uh, twelve fifty a month. I'm going to start doing the like streams of playing uh, Sailor Moon and Xena related video games. There's a lot more Sailor Moon ones than there are Xena ones. So if that's an enticement at fourteen hundred a month, uh, we will do a special bonus series where uh, Ali and I played the Xena Warrior Princess RPG. And, of course, Jordan, you and I have already played the Sailor Moon RPG. Yeah, that was way fun. Which, which people can find over on the OneShot Network with our good friends uh, James and Kat. At 1500 uh, we will do a limited-run uh, show called Monkey Business, where Ali and I watch the uh, brand-new, extremely action-packed show, uh, new, Advent- or new Legends of Monkey, which is on Netflix and which is a hoot. I would love to talk about that. Then, of course, $47,000 a month. Uh, we will post new content every day, and I might quit my job. <laughs> might? Then, well, what uh, do you mean, might? I don't know. I might quit my job. I thought you said you would definitely quit your job. It says here, Chris might quit his job. Jordan claims that he won't, but we'll see. All right. I will definitely quit my job. Uh, and then at $60,000, we will stop doing the show. Sounds for, like For as plan. long as we're at 60000 I like it. Uh, right. So now is the time of the show where we thank the newest people who have gone over to patreon.com slash business and kicked in a, l- a little bit of money, uh, starting with Julianne. Thank you, Julianne. Uh, Michael. Michael, we appreciate your help. Uh, our good, good pal, Charlotte Finn. Thank you, Charlotte. And uh, Samuel. Samuel, we appreciate your help as well. Those are our latest patrons uh, supporting us at all kinds of different levels. Remember, at $15, you get the pin. And we will, I know we've been saying it for a while, we've been trying to hash out what we're going to do. I think we're going to have two new pins on offer, uh, one for Sailor Biz, one for Xena Biz. And then when you pledge uh, at $15, you get a pin. Just let us know which one you want because uh, we have the existing Tennis Ball Sailor Moon pin. I think we're going to have a new Sailor Moon pin and a new Xena pin coming up. So that way we don't have to s- decide. Uh, you guys can all decide. Uh, but yeah, thank you to all our patrons. Thank you so much. Yeah, we would not be able to do this without you. Uh, we also have some great emails from listeners. Ooh. This one it comes from Nalina. Uh, and the headline is International Sailor Moon Day 2018 in Vancouver, BC. Hey, Chris and Jordan, longtime listener, occasional tweeter, and first-time emailer here. I wanted to drop a quick line to let you know about the event we had in Vancouver for this year's International Sailor Moon Day on June 30th. There were, of course, many Moonie vendors and great costumes and a a cosplay competition. Tracy Moore, the first deep voice of Sailor Moon, spoke and did a QA. and a I asked her whose call it was to give some of the characters such distinct accents in the deep dub, British Luna, Brooklyn Molly, and she claimed at least partial responsibility. Really? <laughs> yes. 
I would love some more details, uh, Nelina, if you want to write back in. The absolute highlight of the event for me, however, was a live game show recreation of Family Feud, renamed Fandom Feud, with all survey questions relating directly to Sailor Moon. My friend and I, who are both Sailor Business fans, were selected to be on one of the teams. When it came time to choose a team name, I knew that we had to be called the Trash Files. <laughs> the other two members of our team, despite having never listened to Sailor Business, were convinced to go along with it. We didn't end up winning our game because the other team stole a correct answer in the final round when we couldn't come up with all the names of actors who have voiced Sailor Moon. We easily got the original three English voice actors, but I'll forever be kicking myself for not remembering Kotono Mitsuishi's name. We did, however, win a clean sweep in the round where we had to name an attack of the Outer Senji. Dead scream. <laughs> uh, it was a super fun time, and I just wanted to pass along to you that inside jokes from the Sailor Business Podcast are alive and well in Vancouver, BC. I hope you had a great time eating, sleeping, and taking the easy way out on June 30th. You guys are the best. Cheers, Nelina. Thank you so much. That was a great email. Uh, there was yeah. also a picture of uh, the game show, and uh, Nelina is wearing a Sailor Fuku. Uh, and you can also see a full-on uh, Usagi tattoo on her calf. Oh, so that's so she's great. Uh. Yeah. And I think she's playing... I, I can't see the person she's playing against, but I think she... She's definitely in cosplay, uh, but I can't tell of whom. That's awesome. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Yeah, that that's uh, I'm really excited that somebody named their team Trash Piles. That's great. We also have a, an email from Eric that is headlined Random Chibiusa Realization. I don't know why I'm sending this. To, <laughs> I don't know why I'm sending you this, but listening to your recent episodes about the Pegasus arc made me realize something about Chibiusa's first appearance. When she pulls out a gun to confront Usagi in her very first appearance, as well as in the R movie, she pulls out a clearly identifiable handgun, the M1911 pistol. What makes it weird is that the artist actually took their time to identify the exact manufacturer of the gun by drawing the company symbol on the grips. Wow. Uh, Colt, which is, of course, a Colt horse. <laughs> so. Did Chibi carry a Colt M1911 because of her love for Pegasus? Or is the horse telling her to carry that gun? Why else would she pick a gun manufactured by a place that uses a horse as a symbol? That's ridiculous. Pegasus is a bad so influence, I think. Yes, 100%. I believe we already talked about uh, another Rebecca. Not Rebecca Ruland, who is here today, but the uh, the listener who wrote uh, her literature final on Naoko Takeuchi, uh, which is very, very fantastic. I think we talked about that last episode, but I just saw it again in the email, and it's great. Uh, and with that, I think we're just going to go back into the episode. Supers. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, in the pouring rain, Memoru's car goes peeling down the street right through the middle of the of the festival whips to a sideways stop and Yusagi leaps out to find that yes Makoto is just sitting there in the pouring rain waiting for this fucking dude to come back to this festival if he's not hey guess what he's not gonna come back now it's fucking the middle of the night and raining but she's sitting there waiting and she's like hey yeah I just would never forgive myself if he came back when I was at home yeah, dude. It's not a good look. Usagi is down. What? She's she's like if if her friends are in trouble, she's gonna like speed racer there. Oh, okay. Or yes, make, yes. make her boyfriend speed racer. Boyfriend to it. And and put her you know uh, child in this in the back seat so that her child is is in danger as well. It's, it's look, she's ride or die, and <laughs> those are the two those are the two choices. 
Makoto is literally dancing around in the rain, being like, yeah, man, this is my dream. Yeah, he's a real rainy day man. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and has her little her little Prince Charming fantasy again. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. It's just not good. It's just not no. good. No, it, like, look, the one thing that you really have on this episode, Jordan, is that it does make Makoto seem like a like a real, real dork <laughs> to be yeah. doing this. She's but crazy. Usagi shows up and she's like, hey, we're just going to like, if you don't want to leave here, that's cool. We're just going to have a slumber party in this uh, empty gymnasium on property that we do not own. <laughs> but it's so sweet. No, not in it. In front of it. No, they go inside when the other because the other Simchi also show up and they all go inside. Yes. Yeah. That's the one good thing about this part is like, even if your friend's being crazy, at least they're being there for their friend. And it's just a really cute moment of friendship that they all show up. And the rain, the rain can hide uh, Ami's tears pouring down her face. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Although it can't hide that polka dot uh, bandana that she's wearing for some reason. <laughs> Um, I don't think they do go inside, though. I think they just go under the awning, no? Like, uh, let me see. I'm looking again. And anyway, Memo's like, uh, hey, child, why don't you come home with me? Uh, you don't need to stay out in the rain all night. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the next day, the sun's back out. The festival's back on. We get the reverse of the exact same shot we saw at the beginning of the episode. They're doing the mannequin challenge again. Yeah, they had to spend some money yep. on that dancing animation. <laughs> It's pretty ridiculous. And there's a beauty pageant going on. And who is the winner? Who do you think? It's uh, entry number 13, Nanami Uakawa. Nope. The the most beautiful woman mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, it's Fish's Eye. Random Fish's Eye. Who is, again, as far as we know, I, f- I feel like it's very defined, like, whose week it is. Like, nobody's ever, like, going out and doing stuff while... Like, like when Hawk's Eye's out trying to seduce an old lady, uh, uh, like, Tiger's Eye is at home, right? Well, except for the one where they're two-timing. Except for the one where they're two-timing. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was a special case. I feel like Fish's Eye is not, like, on the clock. He's just here to win the beauty contest and seems very stoked about it. I think he was showing up to, like, talk to Tiger's Eye, and then he got distracted and was like, oh, I'm the most beautiful. I'm going to... Do this now. Oh, that's right. Because he does hand over. He's like, oh, by the way, you did drop this. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're going too fast because I am in the process of trying to get you to talk about someone I just noticed. Contestant 100. Uh, Have you seen this? Okay. Who I is? Was a second. Here's the link. Look, oh. look at this link to my oh. screenshot. Yeah. I didn't notice this person until just now and was like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute what's going on here 8 13 67 91 oh my oh yeah 100 <laughs> <laughs> i just gave you a screenshot as well so you can that is a look 100's pretty pretty wild and what's going on with her eyes like there, there's this is different design like it's not yeah. just she happens to be wearing a weird clothes something is going on here she's wearing she looks like she's about to turn into a yoma <laughs> Yeah, she really does. Because <laughs> she's wearing a giant, like, headpiece with a big heart on it. She's got a heart on her dress, which also has a ruffly collar. It's four different colors. It's predominantly white, but with a pink ruffled collar, a green, like, bodice, I guess, and then a heart stitched on it. And she's got a big heart on her belt buckle. And she's got a fan and some, like, dainty, like, Southern Belle gloves. Yeah, like... And, and she's doing a weird thing with her eyes. I think she's... Just blinking. Really? Because well, she's got like a lot of, like, she's got a lot of eye makeup on. Mm hmm. Yeah. Contestant know. 100 is, again, but that is a look. That one slipped in for, for the diehards. 
It's very strong. Anyway, so I, I just spotted that and was like, wow. Anyway, point is, yes. So as you said, uh, uh, Tiger's Eye muscles his way up in the middle of the pageant. He doesn't wait till she's off stage. He literally goes up on stage. He's like, what are you doing here? Pounding on the stage. And Fisheye is like, oh, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. They start having a conversation right in front of everyone. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Rebecca, because Fisheye does like hand over the picture of uh, Makoto and is like, hey, you you dropped this, by the way. This is why I came out. So, yeah, he just got distracted by the very existence of a beauty contest. Yep. Uh, and 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 says by the the uh, the, the good looking boys around. Um, but don't for, please don't skip over the part where Yusagi and Chibi are eavesdropping on this conversation. Well, because they uh, went out to get food, because uh, according to Usagi, if Makoto doesn't eat something, she's going to pass out. Right. Yep. And they, they see it happening, and then they do this awesome, like, sink into the hedges. I really like it. It's really adorable. And then them in the background is so cute. You just see, yep. like, the little Odongos sticking yep. up. And the grumpy Usagi face in the corner is the best. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. So, yes. So then, now that he has the picture of Makoto, he's like, hang on. This is that girl who's been obsessed with me this whole time. All right, let me go. Let me go deal with this. Yeah. Uh, so Usagi overhears this, but doesn't put together that they're bad, the guys. bad guys. Yeah. No, they just yeah. think he's a player. Yeah, it's just that he goes like, yeah, I could get 10 or 20 women if I put my mind to it. And uh, doesn't go, yeah, I could get 10 or 20 women and then <laughs> strap them to boards and shove my head into their souls. Uh, um, it's awesome that, and then Chibi calls him an enemy of women. Yeah, that part's great. Yeah, which is your current display name. That is my name on Sunstress right now. Yes, it's <laughs> also true. No, it is not. As you have proven by enemy of cookbook. Yeah, well, yeah, by your your hatred of shipping. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so shipping is a woman thing? Is what you're saying? I'm shipping two women. Yeah. Oh. Well, I would, it, and you were their enemy because you're standing in the way of their love. I mean, I would stand in the way if they were both men too. I, I, I don't think Matoki and uh, and Mamoru is a real thing either. Well, no, clearly he has his uh, his girlfriend who lives on another continent. <laughs> <laughs> so, a very convenient excuse for Matoki. <laughs> We've met her. We know she's real. <laughs> uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, Things change. Uh, so. Like, Takazai shows up and uh, is like, hey, you're wonderful, babe. And Makoto's like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, wait, hold on. Usagi mentions that it's unforgivable. And I really wish that what happened was Usagi was just like, I'm changing into Sailor Moon and we are getting this guy. And like, doesn't even find out he's a monster until she shows up. Uh, okay. <laughs> she was like oh i was just gonna fucking zap the shit out of this asshole but it turns out he's a bad guy so i should <laughs> anyway as you said yes yes he show, he shows up and it's awful it's awful uh yeah so he hits her with the old one two three uh wait is it that fast yeah he, she just yeah pretty much well he does the thing where he's like who's seducing who Ugh. Which is also weird. Uh, it is super creepy. It is super creepy because <sighs> she's he's like, he's like, you trusted me. How could you trust me so much? And I want to be like, yeah, because she's not super bright. And then also, Fisheye shows up to actually get the job done. And also, he doesn't even mention that she smells terrible. So that's nice of him. No, I feel like this is a mo- like this is supposed to be an indication of Tiger's Eye being like, is it possible to? feel trust for another but we never really get that no. nor do any of us care no it never really pays mm-hmm. off just shoehorn it in 
so fisheye shows up uh puts his head to toe bubble goose on and uh he's the one who hits her with the one two three yeah fisheye is like this is taking too way fucking way too fucking long like this is ridiculous yes so then he transforms into his crop top and pro wrestling pants and goes it's your fault for trusting me so much after just one dance (laughs) accurate kind of accurate well, it's 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 victim blaming yes but it is, like it is also inadvisable to for makoto to have trusted him so much and also spent the night sitting Waiting. up on concrete not eating in this ball game. right i mean listen the perp is always the one who's really to blame but also don't get into a stranger's car like you can't say yeah well i should be able to get into a stranger's car because if the stranger is a good person yeah but still don't do that the perp well, because other what's the, other than the victim? Like, what's the opposite of the victim? Um, you know what? Let's save it for Sailor Moon says. Uh, so the Usagis transform, and then we get a uh, a nice little speech. Wait, but also I, I want to talk about the 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 emotion. How devastated again? Because Makoto is <sighs> Makoto is like stupid in love with him. Like Makoto yeah. is emotionally hurt by the fact that he's secretly a bad guy yeah i feel like the appropriate reaction for her would be anger yes right like yeah. we've seen makoto get mad like this before like she, yeah you used me or you you're a fucked up dude and what have you been like this has all been a, a trick but no she's like no you're a villain and it's like oh gosh makoto come on well no you're one of them granted also no we've never i don't think we have at least seen somebody pursue makoto so like this is the first time we've seen that and i think she's fallen in love with the idea of being loved and maybe not so much him well she just wants to be i think that's a good point yeah yeah, except the only thing is that he's not pursuing her for most of the time he he asked her to dance one time and then is like later and she's in love with him that whole time yeah, but have you ever been a teenager and someone's been nice to you when no one's been nice to you sure. and you kind of fall in love with them? Because that totally has happened to me before. Yeah, okay. That's that's true. Just never to the psychotic degree where I stayed out No, not to this degree, <laughs> but like, oh, they're really nice to me. Yeah. Maybe I like them. No, I, I do genuinely. Like, I think Makoto is in love with the idea of being in love is yeah. a very good way to put it. Because, uh, like, Minako is just thirsty Ugh. oh yeah time. but i think I, I do think the 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 thing that makes this one almost work is the like like M- makoto's always been in love with a fantasy right like she's always mm-hmm. been in love with like oh he reminds me of this ideal that i have in my head that we never get to see didn't we no i guess not no we never see her old we never see her ex-boyfriend yeah she always talks about bits and pieces of oh he's got the whatever of my yeah. ex and he's got the personality and the eyes and yeah so uh so, so they transform double moon's double transformation meanwhile and they transform while he's looking into the dream and he's like yeah this one's a, a dud too then the sailor scouts show up and and tiger's eye just goes yeah, let's just leave <laughs> there's no reason to do this i'm mm-hmm. just going and just leaves yeah and fish eyes like what you're gonna make me do this and again there's no reason to do this like she or he could also just leave but uh fish eye goes all right and calls forth a uh a monster uh yes fish eyes limerous this time is shuffle fururo mm-hmm. uh who is listed in the self as the sorrowful car master 
But that is absolutely supposed to be the sorrowful card, card. master. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that took me a minute because I was wondering why he didn't show up in a car. Yes. Yes. Um, this monster is bullshit and I hate yes. him. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, because uh, you go to the circus for all the cards that they play there. It's not even that. It's that last season we had a better playing card monster. Yeah, yep. we did. Yeah. We had the, the one with the weird Picasso face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The 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 uh the game uh game droid whose name I don't remember. Yeah, this is not a good Oh, Jesus. I just I just saw the shot of the monster's butt, which I didn't notice the first time. Yeah. yeah he's he's definitely he's... rocking a thong. <laughs> Did you guys notice in the background how Usagi and Chibiusa are trying to like grab the mirror and get her out? Yes. Yeah, they can't they can't do it. It it is a it, like which is weird cuz you never think about it as being like an actual physical pre- uh, yeah. presence, but they definitely like you know, are trying to get it off of her, which is weird. Tear her dreams uh, so, off of her. Oh, God, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, if they were successful, yeah. she would have no more dreams. They should be trying to shove it back in there. Wait, if you break someone's mirror, do they no longer have dreams? I would say, yeah. I think, no, because the mirror doesn't contain the dreams. It lets you go into the Look, it's, I hate it. <laughs> I hate wait, it so, all. wait, so Chris, uh, this, this uh, monster, they're fighting Gambit, right? Uh, that that's true, Monami. <laughs> they fight Remy. <laughs> the, the the card this card monster's whole deal is he throws cards. Now they don't explode, but they're razor sharp and they cut through mm-hmm. things. He from the Teams Guild, <laughs> Mon cher. He's he's cutting off, uh, knocking over uh, roofs onto them and slicing up water fountains that they hide behind and benches and and just screaming. He's just screaming the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's about to use his finishing move, which is called Joker Shower. Where he has a zillion Jokers, he lines them up on his arm, all the way up his arm, like up mm-hmm. his whole arm, and then just goes like, moving down his arm. That's sort of fun for half a second. It's yeah. sort of fun. It's bullshit. Um, <laughs> so then Makoto transforms immediately, like off screen. Like we see, that we see her wand. Uh, like I think, it, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, she must because when we see her, she's in her outfit. But it seems like yeah, she, she just she, transforms she by doing her move. Well, she. I, I think we've had the question like how much time, like how much real time do the transformations take? We see the wand, and then we see Sailor Jupiter, yeah. like instantly. Um, how much better would this have been if Makoto did Super Supreme Thunder, like like broke off the board and did it? Oh. Like, how much better would it have been if if that had been, like, how she transformed into Sailor Jupiter? Like, I mean, like, at that point, I guess the monsters would know, but also, like... It would affect <laughs> her character better, honestly. Yeah. Well, you know what? Hang on a second. I'm actually confused by this. Correct me if I'm wrong. In the previous couple of Scout upgrade episodes that we've seen this season, Pegasus upgrades them. Does he? Doesn't he? I honestly don't remember how it goes. I, my eyes glaze over every time Pegasus is around. I feel like Pegasus is there. I think he lended the power to them a couple episodes ago, but he hasn't upgraded them yet. Okay. Okay. Because because it just it just seems weird. It seemed weird because this is this this episode. Her ability here is pure force of will, which is fine. For it does kind of fit her character, but it's just not a thing. I don't think we've ever seen happen before is it that they just kind of go 
hey, if if you had wanted it more <laughs> any time, you well, could have done this. <laughs> it, uh, has Jupiter already been upgraded? Because remember, it wasn't that long ago where we got the episode where she has the uh, ex-girlfriend who looks exactly like Ami. Or maybe That's she true. does have the upgrade. She does have the heart now instead of the... Maybe she did. Oh yeah, no. I think now that you say, it, I think I think he upgraded all of them. Uh, I know this is the only time she ever uses this power. Yeah. Yeah. Which is bullshit that we don't get like a new power for her yeah. either, or, or that she doesn't use Jupiter Thunder Dragon again, mm-hmm. which is dope. Yeah. So she she zaps uh, Shuffle Furuo, uh, then is like now Sailor Moon, uh, and we get Moon Gorgeous Meditation and Stage Out. Oh yeah, you're right. Tuxedo Mask isn't in this episode. Nope. Yeah, I told you. I mean, Memoru is, but huh. Tuxedo Mask is not. Yeah, what what the hell's Memoru doing? I look, there's a whole festival going on. It's probably like eating, getting some noodles. Yeah. But his Usagi sense should be going. Well, no, I guess she wasn't really. No, she was in danger. She had cards getting thrown at her. Yeah. Oh man. Look, he, like he, he can't be around all the time. He, no, she's got to learn some self. He's alive. elsewhere yeah. at this festival. What could he be doing at the festival that's so important that he's like, my girlfriend is in danger. Uh probably getting his fortune told mm-hmm. so oh, we go back to the sake. gym and just in case you forgot that makoto is probably like super gross and smelly right now there's like garbage everywhere there's so like, much garbage there's so much garbage yeah it's true although speaking of but but like as we said speaking of uh people being up all night uh yeah here comes unazuki mm-hmm. here comes unazuki only other character who's in the same clothes i think right yeah. yeah. Well, maybe Matoki is because he always wears the same fucking clothes. She's in a rave outfit. She's been she's been raving all night. Yeah. This is this is what uh here here's the four things that Unazuki does: eat, sleep, rave, repeat. <laughs> hey, she serves fruit pallers. and rides on the back of motorcycles. That's true. Frequently rides on the back of motorcycles. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, the other four scouts are all in different clothes. Everybody else changed their clothes except for so these Makoto's two party like, girls. I guess I've learned my lesson. And then Unazuki is like, hey, there's going to be another dance. And Makoto's like, time to fall in love. And, and, <laughs> the and there is the part where, where she was like, yeah, but I really wish that guy was my boyfriend. Great. Yeah. Nice. Why can't you see what's right in front of you? Uh, yeah. It's a love story. Baby, just say yes. Now it's time for Sailor Business Says. It's the part of the episode where we talk about what we've learned. From each episode. And Rebecca, we will start with you. What did you learn from this episode of Sailor Moon? Oh, man. I guess I learned if someone's really nice to you, if you wait around for them, eventually they'll show back up. (laughs) And try to murder you. (laughs) And try to murder you. Uh, Jordan, how about you? I learned if you trust someone too much after one dance, anything that happens to you is your own fault. Ooh, that's a little... (laughs) Isn't that what the episode was about? I don't know. Bad lesson, my guy. What did you learn, Chris? Uh, I learned Jordan's no fun. Oh, get out of here. (laughs) We already knew that. I wish this episode did not, like, totally humiliate Makoto. Yeah, it's a really bad character episode for Makoto. 100%. 100%. Up to the end of the dance, it's fine. Like, I love that Makoto shows up for this, you know, college dance party. Like, it's a dance party. It's not prom. And I love that she shows up for that, like, in this elaborate ball gown. Like, she's like, yes, I, like, I want, I have this fantasy of meeting Prince Charming. Uh, I think that's, that's good. But, like, everything after the end of the dance is just like, Makoto, come on. Yeah. I guess they were like, oh, we already do this enough with Usagi. We should spread it around to the other scouts a little bit. Where they just don't do things that make sense for them. 
Yeah. It's uh it's not not the best, but I do really like that dance. I'm glad we I'm glad we finally got that. It's really cute. It was a very cute scene. Yeah. Also, regardless of the shipping aspect, that Ami's the one who is like, hey, I'll dance with you. Let's dance. And then Ami turns out to be a really good dancer mm-hmm. is like a very nice, sweet moment. I'm gonna say something about this. I think this episode is more embarrassing for Makoto than greg episodes are for ami i think you're right yeah i think you're actually right unfortunately yep it's not it's not a good look for makoto it it starts out strong and it just falls apart all right so rebecca any final thoughts um i don't think so okay then where can everyone find you on the internet should you wish to be found they can find me at twitter at commander shepherd but the word commander has no vowels so Yep. If you want to find me, you can find me there. Alrighty. And uh, Jordan, where can everybody find us? You can find Sailor Business on Twitter at Sailor Business. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. You can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. And you can find Chris. Chris, where can they find you? You can find me just by going to the-isb.com. That'll have links to my Twitter, Tumblr, the comics that I write, the columns that I write, the other podcasts that I do, including the newest one, which is called Apocrypals, which is this for the Bible. You can also uh, pick up Infinity Countdown Darkhawk, which is coming out right now from Marvel Comics. <laughs> uh, Jordan, you're the editor on that one, and yeah. I wrote it with my uh, my writing partner, Chad Bowers, and it's got some pretty buck wild stuff if you like cosmic Marvel action. Agreed. It's way fun. Guess I'll go have to pick that up. That's going to do it. We will be back next time for episode 148 of uh sailor moon which has a very promising title shadow of evil the trio's last chance and until then keep your mind on sailor business sailor.